It's Saturday, March 25th, 2023, and this is episode 25 of The Mike Newman Show, where once again, Dr. Tim and I get together for another breakfast with Dr. Tim, where, you know, you'll be shocked to hear that we decide just to talk about rockets today. So sit back, relax, enjoy our little chat about the early stages of uh, rocket, the space program, the rockets in the United States. Catch you at the end. We're going to talk rockets today, and mainly because a few minutes ago we just started talking about rockets, and Tim's like, "We need to be talking now." <laughs> Meaning, let's get the mic on. We're wasting some good stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're as as we've mentioned before, Tim is a he's a kind of a space baby. You know, he the Sputnik era era lived through that inspired by that i'm an apollo kid i think the first thing i remember is skylab but i swear i was aware of the moon landing sitting in my bassinet (laughs) in the living room as the ohio boy neil armstrong took one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind but that's that's between me and my fantasy i guess i guess well, we'll get we'll get there. Uh, but for for me, the uh, the world uh, uh, changed very significantly on uh, uh, the morning of of, uh, of October fourth, uh, nineteen fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would have been in what seventh seventh grade probably, and I uh, uh, got up and went to school and and. Uh, one of my friends said, did you hear about the Sputnik? Mm-hmm. And I hadn't heard about it yet. So uh, I got to listening and, and uh, uh, went home and listened to the news that evening. And, and uh, the whole world the whole world changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we, we look back now uh, with, with a, a bit of history and, and we realize that a lot of our observations a lot of our fears at the time were were ungrounded because we didn't fully understand the the logistics of everything that was going on exactly we, yeah. we, we, we thought that my goodness the the russians have put up a satellite uh they're going to be landing in the backyard uh, uh before long or they're going to be uh dropping uh, uh atomic bombs on us uh, with their icbms or something like that's going to happen it was an emotional shock to the psyche in the middle of the Cold War, and of course that had an impact. It was something totally new right. and unexpected, I assume, to the regular American who was not part of the government or industry yep. or whatever that's tracking this type of thing. Yeah, within uh, within oh, it would have been within uh, a month, maybe six weeks. Uh, I went down to the to the, the, the little local uh, store that sold records, and these are vinyl records that you put on a turntable and they go around and around and around. And I found a little green vinyl 45 RPM records, and and, and a 45 RPM record uh, was about what, mm-hmm. six to eight inches in diameter. Uh, it generally contained about um, uh, three to five minutes of, 
of recording on each side, so you can flip yeah. it over. Pretty much, you had the the main song on the front, and then you had a song on the back. Side B. Everybody called it the B side, yep. exactly. Side, and, side B. And that's a whole other discussion. So, in in, in this case, mm -hmm. I went down and I found a recording of Sputnik. Now, Sputnik had a very noticeable sound. It was a beep, 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 beep. That's all mm -hmm. it was. Beep, beep, beep. So I had a record that on side A, for three and a half to five minutes, it went beep, 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 beep. And you flip it over, and on side B, it went beep, 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 beep. Right? But, and and that, was, that was one of my prized possessions. And I, actually, to this day, I have searched my pile of records that I've carried with me all of my life. Oh, that no. Are, that are stuck in a, in a, in a cupboard uh, in my, my living room. And I have not been able to find that particular record. I, I still have hopes that it's stuck in there somewhere, maybe kind of uh, wow. uh, glued onto the back of uh, some other record or something, oh. but uh, I, I have often lamented the fact that I, I couldn't pull out my little record of uh, Sputnik. Wow. Nonetheless, uh, I, I, it's well well fixed in, the, it fixed cool. in my memory, yeah. and that was, a, that was an amazing experience. Uh, the first Perhaps the first uh, vestige of that was, uh, I guess it was that year. It may have actually been that year. There, there, there's a movie called October Sky. Yeah, it's a great Which movie. is a, a fantastic uh, little movie about uh, uh, a group of boys that uh, became amateur uh, rocket uh, mm -hmm. folks and went to the National uh, uh, Science Fair uh, finals, I guess, won a won an award as a, in the National Science Fair for their amateur rockets that they built and, and set up. Right. Uh, so I, I, I certainly the movie wasn't around at that time, but I read stories about amateur rocketeers, mm -hmm. uh, and I decided that I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. Had really no idea in the world how to do that. <clears throat> Turned out. That uh, for a for a boy in Western Oklahoma, the earliest uh, recognizable uh, source for rocket fuel was my father's ammunition store for his shotguns. Turns out that shotgun yeah. shells, uh, when you cut them apart, are filled with black powder. Mm-hmm. And if you do it right, you can make a pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> if you do it right, <laughs> if you do. Well, the yeah. interesting thing was that that the the idea my uh, and and I and I had a had a had a friend that was my accomplice in crime. We we, we both were in uh, uh, and we were both enamored to to the day he he, he died by almost ten years ago now, yeah. and to the day he died. Uh, our our most sacred uh, bond bond and most sacred uh, uh, date of the year was October the fourth. Mm -hmm. We we often joked about uh, with each other. Uh, have you sent out your October the fourth cards yet? <laughs> right. Another uh, so so I had an accomplice uh, yep. and we we reinforced each other in mm -hmm. doing really dumb things. So pretty much anything that was. Could be made into a tube, and you could put black powder into it, and stick a fuse on the end of it, and light it, become a rocket. Sure. Okay, so we we started doing this. 
Now, I realize now, this is 60-whatever years, 65 years later, mm-hmm. what we were actually doing is building pipe bombs. Yep. And we were doing it badly. Yep. And so it was fortunate that we didn't kill ourselves because we were so bad at building pipe bombs that, lo and behold, we were kind of building rockets. And we'd set these out and, and uh, light the fuse, and sometimes it would it would go up for a little ways, you know, go in the right direction. It was so pretty spectacular. Yeah. Uh, as it turned out, we, we did learn uh, as, as, as time went on, uh, 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 we could both read a bit, and, and uh, we did learn that, yeah, that's not quite the way you do that. Learned about how you build a rocket, how you build a nozzle, yep. uh, and uh, learned a bit about the uh, the fact that you a rocket actually works by essentially, rather than an explosive combustion, you, you have a, a fast combustion, mm-hmm. builds up hot gases, and if you put a nozzle at the end that's a, 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 at one end that uh, uh, has a constriction so that you, you, you have a small opening that the hot gas can come out, mm-hmm. and then you have a, a, a nicely shaped uh, exhaust nozzle that mm-hmm. allows the gases to expand uh, appropriately, uh, then you can actually make get the, some thrust. Get some thrust and make it go in, a, uh, in, in, in the correct direction. And we learned that uh, the the correct uh, rocket fuel that you could make was zinc dust and sulfur. Hmm. And it happened that I had a catalog from, uh, what was it? Uh, Oh, it was a uh, Welch's Scientific, uh, there was a a, 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 a company that sold a scientific supply company, and Mm -hmm. it turns out that for a little while, a yeah. very short period of time, you could order zinc dust and you could order sulfur. And uh, after about the third order, I actually got a polite letter back from them saying they were no longer selling we rocket fuel. We don't do this anymore. We don't yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or I don't know. Maybe you have to get a you have to get right. a note from your, uh, from your from your local rocket place or something <laughs> to, to, to buy it. You couldn't buy it, but. As it turned out, you could you could uh, 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 buy it for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, my father was always very supportive. My father mm-hmm. had an eighth grade education. Uh, he was always supportive of the fact that I was probably going to go all the way to the twelfth grade, and mm-hmm. you know that that was good. And he supported me, and so when I finally had figured out how you actually make a rocket, the, the basic components of it. Uh, I, I needed a I needed a nozzle, uh, I, so I needed seamless tubing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed uh, a couple of milled pieces of metal, mm-hmm. uh, and aluminum was the was the the, 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 the one of choice mm-hmm. uh, if you could get it. On the other hand, uh, steel would would work as well. Mm-hmm. And so my, my father knew uh, a, a, a number of machinists around. And I actually found uh, one of them that would do the milling of, uh, right. of a steel nose cone and a steel nozzle. <clears throat> and would then, uh, he actually would weld it all together for me. So I, I designed the thing, yep. but, and, and if, I, if I were doing it today, that would have been the great opportunity for me to go out and learn to weld and just build it all myself. 
at that time, my father jumped in and said, "Oh, well, I can get that done." So, yeah, so that's he, cool. Yeah, he got the the, the pieces um, uh, manufactured uh, for me, if you will, and uh, so we had. I had a had a, had a, a oh, I don't know, what was it, maybe inch and a half diameter um, stainless or not stainless, but uh, steel tubing, so uh-huh. seamless tub- tubing, uh, a few feet long, and. Uh, Got a uh, uh, the, the milled nose cone and uh, tail nozzle, and he uh, he actually uh, uh, the, the machinist he welded uh, three tail fins on it. Cool. And I uh, I had my store of uh, uh, sulfur and zinc dust, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> my mother one day uh, didn't guard her kitchen well enough. Hmm. And I found her electric skillet. Okay. Turns out that to make the rocket fuel, you have to put these materials together and then melt them. Make a paste out of them almost? Yes, you basically yeah. can make a paste out of them. And so I did using her electric frying pan. So you yoed her a new one of those? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <clears throat> but so we, we mixed up this and poured it down in the rocket. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that. We were doing something that we'd, if we'd screwed it up just a little bit, it would have blown up. And in this case, really would have been a really good pipe bomb. There would have been a garage that no longer existed. No longer existed. But I guess God was looking out for mm-hmm. stupid seventh graders in western Oklahoma or something. I think it's a side project of his. Yes, yes. Continuously. Yeah. And, and, and so we, 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 we constructed this, and that became kind of the the apex of my mm-hmm. amateur rocketry career we we uh, all right you're burying the lead did this thing fly yeah it flew so far we never found it <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I, I I couldn't bear to go back to my father and say, "Well, we need to do this all again." I got to put a tracking device on uh, this, Dad. Mm-hmm. Now that's a whole other thing in the nose cone. Well, based, <laughs> based on the stories that I've read, at least I had the good sense to not build a nose cone and put a mouse in it. Right. I, I read the stories of mm. uh, of that and the the, the acceleration. As far as I can tell, the, the G forces yeah. probably were up in the range of sixty to a hundred Gs for. Yeah. A rocket like that and you didn't want to put something alive in in that so mm-hmm. fortunately had the good sense not to do that but we did uh, my, my friend and i my accomplice in crime that's we, cool we did uh, uh uh build this we did fuel it we carried it out to my farm my father's farm uh and we set it up and we set it alight and we we backed off a ways mm-hmm. and that sucker went up and it went way up it went up fast and far fast and and well in particular you have to realize that in western oklahoma the average this is the average 24 hours a day seven Mm -hmm. days a week wind speed is something around 16 miles an hour yeah so the wind is always blowing Mm -hmm. and in most days it's blowing a lot pretty strong pretty strong and so this this little rocket Went up. It it had. I mean, it obviously went up at least a, a, a few thousand feet. I don't know that it. It may have not made it to a mile, but it, it made it a, a, a couple of thousand feet. And as it, as it reached the the, the, the the height of its uh, of its powered flight, the mm-hmm. winds took it, and it was it was it was kind of like the you could follow it 
while it had a smoke trail. Mm -hmm. But at some point up there, the smoke trail ran out. The winds caught it, and it started going sideways somewhere. Mm -hmm. And never did find that little stuff. It's in some farmer's field and probably got plowed under. Yeah, buried four feet in the ground, maybe, as it it came back down. As it came back down. (laughs) (laughs) So, at at any rate, it was, uh, that, that was a... Uh, That's cool. It's you know, a relatively short, short-lived experience at being a, a, an amateur rocketeer, uh, but I guess I think I've always wondered if I perhaps suffered a bit from ADHD at that stage that uh, that I would get these hyperactivity activities from time to time, and then uh, and then then my interest would move on to something else. Oh, that's totally cool. And I mean that. That's what you're supposed to do, I think, at yep. that age, if you can do it. That's awesome. So it was a it was a it was a fun experience. Uh, my friend and I uh, got through it and, and did not kill ourselves. And yep. I, that probably is the greatest success of it all. Uh, I did learn a little engineering, learned a little bit about how rockets work. Uh, uh, read a lot of uh, of material from Dr. Goddard, who was mm-hmm. pretty much the uh, yep. the father of uh, of rocketry. Uh, but I guess as much as anything else, uh, I, 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 I started to understand a little bit of the, of the development process. And, and I, I, I developed an appreciation for how sometimes you have to go back to first principles, mm-hmm. not just in solving a problem, but well, in, in solving large-scale problems, even uh, social problems. Uh, I, I don't, but it, it's probably not real common. Uh, it's probably not covered in the history books. But the, the period uh, from October the fourth, or uh, well, for me, for the rest of my life, but uh, for the world in general, for many months, it was a, it was an interesting process. Uh, at on October the fourth, the United States had several organizations or, or several groups primarily within the military that was interested in doing rockets mm-hmm. so the russians put up an artificial satellite the the general feeling i think at the time at least as what you could glean from the news media the general feeling was well the united states was a superpower and we ought to be able to do that on quickly. tuesday yep and since there were a number of groups that uh, within the military that were able or had programs to develop rockets mm-hmm. uh, well let's don't let's don't pit them against each other because that would be uh, inter-service rivalry and yeah. perhaps not a good thing and uh, most of the press at that time had fallen to the the American German scientists, as mm-hmm. opposed to the Russian German scientists, and most of the the uh, German uh, uh, rocket experts that were, were came to the United States uh, worked for the army. Mm-hmm. Okay, they they, they, they the they von Braun, the, the von Braun wing group, of, right? Yeah. and they they were primarily uh, at the uh, uh, located at the Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville, uh, in, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Political, the political environment being what it was, the choice given was, let's let the Navy do that. Yeah. Okay. 
So the Navy had a program known as Vanguard, mm-hmm. and Vanguard rockets were, were really strange-looking rockets to me because they were—they looked very much like rockets today. They were—they were—they were long, cylindrical, basically no tail fins to them. They, mm-hmm. they were just a, a pencil with yeah. a, a, with a with a, a sharp pointing in one end and a and a and, a, and an engine at the other. Uh, and that was strange. They, did, they didn't have large tail fins like rockets are supposed to have. If you read analog science fiction magazines, sure. or, uh, rockets were, they, they looked like constellation aircraft. They had, they had curves to them. And they, or like they, Buck Rogers where it had the big, if, as I recall, the Buck Rogers science fiction rocket had some pretty substantial fins going on that, 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 exactly. at, at the bottom of it. But yeah, so you had this pencil thin Vanguard. The Vanguard approach. Post, it it yeah. wasn't a huge rocket. It was, I, I want to say, sixty feet. And most like and most ordnance rockets had those big fins, tail, on them. big yep. fins, which would be very army. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, the Navy was given the uh, the, the mm-hmm. honor of uh, uh, launching the first United States uh, artificial satellite. Uh-huh. The Russian uh, Sputnik that had been put up was. 180 pounds, something like that. It was mm-hmm. a pretty substantial uh, 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 payload, mm-hmm. uh, but essentially it was just a it was just a sphere. It was about the as I re- remembered, it was about the size of a soccer ball, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, four long whip antennas trailing out behind it. So you could get that 45 record. Absolutely, yep. uh, and there was some kind of some, something in it. Some that, battery that, that created a, a, yeah. a radio signal that went beep 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 if you listened to it. Uh, the so the the, the the Vanguard satellite or Vanguard rocket mm-hmm. uh, that the Navy had was uh, significantly less powerful, and so the idea. But 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 we had we had much better miniaturized electronics, right? Mm-hmm. So so we could put up a, a uh, if we could put up an artificial satellite that was a few pounds, it could contain a radio transmitter. And do sure. the Same thing. Well, it turns out that the 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 Navy program, and I will. If, if we have time, we'll get to it later on. Uh, I, I honestly believe that, that, that the Elon Musk generation learned from the Navy's experience, which is get out there and do something before you really understand what you're doing or you're able to do it mm-hmm. and blow stuff up. Yep. Well, that's what the Vanguard program did. They, they, they blew up a lot of they stuff. They blew up a lot of stuff. And it, it, it became uh, something of a of a question each with each successive launch. They had enough of these that they were doing about a launch a week, mm-hmm. and they, with 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 the successive launches, they got a few more feet off of the launch pad before it blew up. But I, I think between October the fourth and January, if you will, uh, they blew up several, yeah. three, four missiles uh, rockets it just wasn't looking good it wasn't looking good and finally from a perception stage they may have been making progress i i don't know who knows yeah but it was spectacular yeah uh, and, and i guess one of the the problems they had was that that as they uh, as, as they sent each one up and it blew up it was blowing up so close to the launch pad that it kept destroying the launch pad. Exactly. So I, I think the real gating function was how fast they could build a new build launch a pad. Build a new launch pad. Now, yeah. these, these were relatively simple launch pads, so I guess they could, they could do it very quickly. But mm-hmm. sometime along the 1st of January, somebody said, oh, okay, uh-huh. just let the Army do it. Yeah. 
And so they, they gave the task to, to Werner von Braun and the folks at the Redstone Arsenal. And so they they showed up at, at Cape Canaveral, at, known as the time at the time, and uh, they had their they had their Redstone rocket. Mm-hmm. Now the, the 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 Redstone, which subsequently launched the first successfully launched the first satellite on their first try, I should point out, the the, the Redstone rocket looked a lot more like a rocket was mm-hmm. supposed to look. It it had rather it was a it was a long pencil, but it was a, it was a thicker pencil than the mm-hmm. than the Vanguard, and uh, it was longer. It was a it, it was a more powerful rocket. Uh, it had its tail fins at one end, but the really weird thing about it, uh, and, and as a as a as a a boy, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on another aspect in a, in a moment. But mm-hmm. but the really weird aspect of the, the the of the the redstone and the the first uh, u.s satellite is the the satellite was a cylindrical object as well that sat on top of the redstone rocket hmm. it had four whip antennas uh, pointing at at, at, at at 90 degrees from each other mm-hmm. around it uh they were several feet long and uh, probably as a well, uh, I don't know whether it's expedient or what. It was as, as, they, 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 as a as an orientation uh, uh, mechanism for that satellite. Uh, they chose to essentially use the satellite as a gyroscope. Oh yeah, so it spun. It spun, and it's, so it's as, spinning on the pad on the as, top of the rocket. Exactly, as part of the launch sequence, uh, a minute or so before zero, mm-hmm. the satellite started spinning up there, mm-hmm. and so that would that would bring these whip antennas out. <laughs> I was uh, going to wonder if they deployed or how that worked. Oh yeah. yeah, they were they were out there. They were they were they spinning were. out, but but you you spin it uh, at a high enough rate of speed, and that became a, a stabilizing mechanism for yeah. the entire rocket, as a matter of fact, but certainly for the satellite itself. So I, I learned at that point that, that if you're going to launch a rocket, the thing needs to warm up first, and you, <laughs> you need to spin it up, right? Uh, prob- probably not exactly the right lesson to have learned from all of that, but but I did. That's what they did at that point, yeah. And so we got to the end of January. They were They were ready to give this give this a try, see if they could launch a satellite. Uh, 1957, early that spring, had been the time that my father bought our first television set. Ah. So uh, he, he, he bought a television set by uh, uh, going to the, the, the furniture place downtown, or the places that sold television sets. And, mm-hmm. He, he managed to get a loaner a, a week at a time. So I think we had four different television sets for a week each at our house before he selected one. Right? But, but by late in 1957, certainly, we, we had a television set uh, in the house. And in January of 1958, we had a television set. And we could receive stations from Oklahoma City and from Wichita Falls. Okay. All right, so... Uh, Wichita Falls, Texas, Texas so yeah. to the south of you, and to the yeah. south, and, and, yeah. and to the, our, 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 our remote channel picker, I should point out, was a 40-foot a tall pole at the back of the house that had a, had a directional antenna on Did top of it. a motor on the top of it? No. Or it was you? It had a pipe wrench. Okay, yeah. And, and me. 
if, if we were so watching... So was the pipe wrench down, down at ground level? Okay, yeah, good. It, it was, so yeah. you, I turned the entire pole. So, so, so the so, whole pole. <laughs> so awesome. Turned the whole pole. And, and so if you were watching Oklahoma City, that was great. If, if yeah. my, my mother had a favorite program that, that came out of Wichita Falls. And so I was, as the channel flicker, I was uh, directed to go out and back with the pipe wrench and, and turn the pole until it pointed to, towards Wichita Falls. Which could be a pair of boots. Some earmuffs, the jacket, oh, gloves. Nah, you do it fast enough. Oh, you do it It's 10 degrees outside. You go out in your, in your bare feet and your t shirts because, yeah, you, you use the pipe wrench <laughs> quickly. Anyway, uh, so we, we uh, the, the, the rocket, uh, the Redstone rocket was uh, uh, ready to launch mm-hmm. and it was going to launch uh, sometime in the, the day of January the. 31st, would that be? Yeah, January 31st, mm-hmm. I think it was. That was the last day. Yep. Last day of the month. And so I started watching TV certainly early in the evening, if not even afternoon. And most of the time I was watching soap operas or anything else, and they, but they would break in periodically yep. with status updates. It came time 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock or midnight every night, uh, they, they, they played the national anthem. Yep. They... Uh, said the uh, poem of uh, it ended with I, I reached out my hand and touched the face of God. The poem about flight. Interesting. It was that that was the nightly routine. They they would they would uh, and, and and I probably said it backwards. They would say the they would say the poem, and it would the last line of the poem is I I reached out and touched the face of God. And at that point, they would play the national anthem, the flag would wave, and they'd click it off. You'd go to a test pattern. Test pattern. And, and lower power, because that was part of the point. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, turn the TV off and go to bed. Well, that night, that didn't happen. Nope. The television station in Oklahoma City uh, stayed on, and they announced they were, they were, they were going to monitor the launch of the first satellite. And so for the most, for the entire night, I sat staring at the TV screen, which mostly was a floodlight uh, played against the, uh, the Redstone rocket mm-hmm. as it sat on the pad. Along about five o'clock. Was there any commentary coming from that as well? Not or was much. it pretty much just, just the picture? The picture. Yep. They hadn't, hadn't yet discovered, and there was no advertising, by the way. Yeah. This was just, it yeah. was just there. Okay. And they were, they, they were doing it. Uh, and they, they would periodically, and, and, and. Was it the Oklahoma uh, news desk people that were talking, or were they literally just running a feed from whoever had the camera? They, they were pretty the, much running a feed, and, and, and I, 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 I am embarrassed, and I apologize, I can't remember the name of the guy that became the space uh, reporter for CBS. Okay. He became very, mm. very famous, very noteworthy later okay. on. But we'll look him up. Pretty much the first time that I ever ran eyes on him is periodically he would break in with, with a very short update Status report. update or something, yeah. Uh, but anyway, along about okay. uh, 5 o'clock, yeah. they came on with commentary. They were getting close to time to launch the rocket, cool. and so they were they were talking, and literally they got down to uh, uh, T minus a minute or so, maybe it's ninety seconds, and the rocket top of the rocket started spinning. They mm-hmm. started spinning it up, and 
they they got it up to speed. Uh, they got to the t equals zero. They kicked the rocket off, and and today I think about it. I I, I still have the memory of that of that rocket going up, and it it was kind of a small puny thing compared to the experiences now. You know, the 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 the, uh, the, the, the rocket exhaust at the bottom was was almost a pencil of fire not mm-hmm. the, not the huge cloud of, of uh, sure not the of, saturn 5 uh, not the saturn or 5 or even the saturn there, 1 there there, yeah. there, 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 there there was there was smoke if you will sure. uh immediately lift off and, yeah. right but by the time it had cleared the tower or a little bit more it pretty much was a pencil of a fire out the bottom that mm-hmm. was uh, was lifting the thing up and it, it rose and and it went into orbit and that was that that, that they they they, cool. they had tracking stations. I, I want to say that when it when the satellite when the, the satellite went over a tracking station in Spain, mm-hmm. uh, that may have been the point where they could determine that it was was actually in orbit. It actually had achieved okay. orbit. Yeah. Uh, so you got you got reports from the tracking stations as the. As the rocket went, I, th- I want to say it was it kind of went up the east coast a bit, and you know, great circle route went out over the Atlantic and passed over uh, over Spain, and and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, then and then was in orbit. So, so the Soviets it, called their satellite Sputnik. What did what did we call ours? Did, did we give it a name? Echo. Or? No, no. The Echo was the blue. There, yes, there was a name, and and I I'm embarrassed again. No, I can't don't worry about it. To me, that. I, I'm asking that for kind of a, you know, we think of things that we remember, you know, so it's like we remember Shepard, we remember Glenn, we remember, heck, we remember Apollo 8 for its reasons. Various, it just, And to me, just not seeing that live, not having that impression, but looking back on it historically, to me that was a, a me too operation it was kind of a something that again this is just my impression as a born in 69 and a, a reagan kid or whatever that was something that we had to do and we had to do it quickly but we couldn't dwell on it because we were already we're in this race and we're behind and we're behind so it's like okay Back to the gym. Oh, wait, we never left the gym. We just sent these guys out to throw that thing around. All right, you're on notice, yep. Soviet Union. We're going to do this. Meanwhile, we're right. still figuring out how to do it. Right. I watched this uh, documentary, and, and I'll, I'll look it up, but it, it was about the Saturn V rocket. Really well done documentary that fits in with all the other documentaries, but it was very concise. And, and what they emphasized through this whole thing was we were figuring out how to do this literally as we were building these things and at, at every stage. And, and that's what the whole, that's why they called it a space race. It, it wasn't a space project. It was a race. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm not surprised that the name of that first satellite is not something that we're like, oh, yeah, remember the. Well, no, and indeed, we, as, yeah. as you can tell from my from my from my comments here, the, the thing that that I remember about it was the rocket itself. This mm-hmm. was the this was a yeah. red this was a redstone rocket. Yeah, uh, came from the Redstone Arsenal in in, uh, in in Alabama, and uh, that's what I remember about yeah. it. And, yeah, cool. and, and, and the satellite and the rocket were kind of in my mind is kind of one of the same, right? 
Sure. Uh, uh, but it, it it was there, and it was uh, it, it was it was it, it, it was done, and the 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 race was on, if you will. The space yeah. race was on. Now. And, and to emphasize that. The world probably wasn't up listening for a signal from whatever that satellite was. The world was excited, or at least the the American side of the world was. We've got it. We've got a tool now that we can build on to keep going. Mm-hmm. It, you're not going to build on the satellite. You're building on the rocket experience. Of course, virtually it seems in my mind. Virtually immediately after after uh, uh, we sent up the satellite, the Russians uh, countered. No. Oh, the yeah. Leica. Yeah, the dog. The dog. Okay. They put a dog up. Yep. In a satellite, and God forbid <laughs> we learned that they didn't bring the dog back. Oh. The dog. The dog. I assume is not still up there now, but it's probably come back down. But they and put the dog up, and they didn't bring the dog back. And that ties in real well to Kennedy's speech. Yes, yes, it, it yep. does. So, but but yep. nonetheless, they did it very quickly, and so not only did they did they uh, uh, put up a, a larger satellite, but they had mm-hmm. put up something alive, and that it it, yeah. it, 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 it was alive in orbit, and mm-hmm. they got pictures back of it and, and the like. And so, uh, at that point, we we became. Uh, uh, it wasn't long after that before it was announced that uh, here are the Mercury astronauts. Here are the seven guys mm-hmm. that that uh, are going to be the the cannon fodder, if you will, of the manned space program. Yep. Uh, and they they were all going to to go into orbit. They were all, or I mean, they were going to all fly in the rockets. They were going to fly mm-hmm. in some succession, but but all seven of them were were going to go up, and they ultimately they all did. But as it turned out, uh, it relatively early, I think, was recognized that Alan Shepard was going to be the first one uh, to take a sub suborbital flight. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was they, on a cannonball. Exactly, uh, spam in a can—they called it. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 there was uh, documentaries and, and books will record very much record the fact that, that in those early days there was a there was a strong battle between the astronaut corps mm-hmm. and the developers of the rocket who were convinced that that you know they could do everything they did to do with the rocket. The rocket they, could they fly itself. Yeah, they didn't need man control. Uh, the astronaut corps was uh, was adamant that they need control. They oh, need they to be able to pilots. do things. With, yes. yeah. And so and so uh, and and indeed the 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 the, the uh, uh, designation of spam in a can was I, I think probably came from the the astronaut corps. Sure. About how how ludicrous that sounds and and uh, con- members of Congress I think uh, took up on that. Latched that, onto that, it. Yeah. Yeah. That that uh, now we weren't going to have that. That we were going to have a manned space program and, mm-hmm. and the 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 the, the, uh, the, the pilots were going to be in charge. They were going to they were they were going to fly the thing. And, and a lot of things descended from that. The whole concept of Capcom. So the capsule communications person was always from the astronaut corps. So you had an astronaut sitting in um, mission control in any communication that was meant for the ship 
in flight went through Capcom. Right. And they were talking to somebody that had gone through the same training, was maybe going to be on the next mission, all of that. So, Given, given the fact that they spoke in acronyms, yep. uh, that, that was necessary as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find it interesting today. I can go back and listen to recordings or, or televised uh, 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 recordings of, of, of all of that, and, and, and I can still understand them because mm-hmm. I knew all of the acronyms. And it's, it's been fascinating to me as I've paid more attention to the manned space program or the space program with, with SpaceX, with Elon Musk's company, uh, that they use the same acronyms. And so I can still understand the, the conversation yeah. a little bit. Well, Sorry, I'm taking us off the rocket stuff, but it was, yeah. it was that generation where we, you, you, I think the politicians were rarely being wise in the fact that you needed a connection to the the voting public, to to Americans, that these were real humans in control of this, that it wasn't just a scientific experiment of lobbing a rocket up into space and, and somebody gets to ride along. Right. I, I, if we look back on it, I, I think the, 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 the hubris of, of the design, or the design element, the, the rocket side rather than mm-hmm. the astronaut core, <clears throat> there's a bit of hubris uh, because they were enamored of the idea that they had quote unquote electronic computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from my perspective, it's it's now looking back, I realize that those things barely qualified as what today we would think oh, of yeah. as a computer. They they had far less they had far less uh, computing power than the than the the calculator that did you can buy as a last resort off of Amazon, you know, just if you need one right. set by your desk, oh, right? Did, uh, required by your sixth grade math teacher. Well, yeah, actually, that, that wouldn't wouldn't make it in sixth grade today. No. You, know, you, you need an iPad or something like that. <laughs> I, was, none, none, I was dating myself. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, not, nonetheless, uh, uh, it was... Uh, uh, yep. It was it it, 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 it the, the the game was on, if you will, exactly uh, with the, the launching of the American satellite. And as rockets and it, go, we had a long way. I mean, we've we've come a long way, baby. I mean, to where now we have not just NASA and the U.S. government, ultimately U.S. government with the money, is funding practically all of American space, whether it's SpaceX or Boeing or SLS. Actually, I, that's interesting, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably try to do a little research on sure. that because I, I, I today, uh, as I've watched satellites being launched, uh, there are so many that are from private industry mm-hmm. that that I'm sure the long-term NASA contracts uh, are a big part of the finances, but. There's a, a non-trivial uh, element, which is a private business. That's, that's fair. Lo- launching. It, the, what I had in my mind when I limited that was manned space. Yeah. So the manned space program is still, those those aspirations are still, I think, being held firmly and funded strongly by the government. They, but, they are, although but, if you look back on it, yeah. there have actually been, uh, what I'm, I'm sure, uh, uh, I know of at least one, perhaps two, actually private, totally private crews uh, that SpaceX has, has launched that have gone to the to the uh, 
to the well, maybe even the Soyuz went up with with totally private crews, no no uh, mm-hmm. no government uh, funded yeah. astronauts. Do them. But if you uh, if so, you were to run the chart, oh that, yeah, yeah no, I'm, totally, I'm not trying, I'm yeah. not try, trying to, to say that it's not uh, government funding that's driving yeah. driving it. But it, we're we're starting to see the transition if for you sure. Will. Yeah, and you have Origin Blue and all those others that right. are reaching orbit. Yeah. Yeah. But it, 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 with the, with the, finally, with the launching of the American satellite, well, the, the race was really on, and it was very mm-hmm. much a tit for tat. The uh, uh, we, we put up the satellite. Uh, the Russians put up uh, a, 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 a dog. dog in orbit. Yeah. Uh, we uh, came along and using the same Redstone rocket. Uh, started putting up the Mercury capsule. So Alan mm-hmm. Shepard was the first to go up. Uh, 15 minutes uh, suborbital flight, but that was the best we could do. Yep. It was close to that time, and I I, I want to say it was after, but I I, I, I must admit that that, that mm-hmm. my, the ordering of things was fuzzy. But uh, it was in that time, same time frame that we were doing some suborbital flights. Uh, that the Russians put up Yuri Gagarin. Yeah. Uh, so here they put up a man, and they brought him back. Mm-hmm. And they, the the rumors had been that he was not the first they tried that the the Russians tried to put up, uh, and, and perhaps there are, are firm more firm records of that now that that I'm not familiar with. But uh, the, the the rumor at the time was that he wasn't the first, but he was the first that uh, that was uh, uh, recognized. He went up. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, learning as we go along. The the uh, so the second uh, the second uh, uh, suborbital flight was by Gus Grissom, mm-hmm. and uh, he was always that or his flight was always noteworthy because uh, when he uh, when he landed he was uh, setting his satellite in the ocean and uh, I think there had been some discussion but at any rate the uh, hatch fired mm-hmm. and before he was actually ready to get out i think yeah. of the satellite as i remember it uh so the hatch fired it was now open the, there was there was a little bit of chop in the water uh a helicopter was there to hook onto him and pull him out and as he was going up the capsule was going underwater yeah, and so that that capsule was lost. I, I think I mm-hmm. it was some uh, some not too long ago, some years back, that, that they used a semi-submersible and actually found that uh, that capsule. Uh, but at any rate, mm-hmm. uh, so that was a that was kind of a bittersweet success. He he went up and he came back safely. Uh, the capsule uh, was lost, mm-hmm. and uh, as I say, somewhere in that time frame, the Russians put up Gagarin. And that brought us to John Glenn. John Glenn was going to be uh, the first American to actually go into orbit. Mm-hmm. But the suborbital flights had been launched with Redstone rockets. Uh, that was not powerful enough to put a manned spacecraft into orbit. It couldn't put one of the Mercury uh, vehicles into orbit. Mm-hmm. And so for that, they needed to go to an Atlas rocket. Now, mm-hmm. an Atlas was essentially an intercontinental ballistic missile. It was uh, uh, it was a, 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 a military. Uh, Did it have a attack. twin engine on the bottom? Yes. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. And, yeah. and so uh, and, and 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 it had much more the it had much more the look of a of a of a golden age of science fiction rocket. It, mm-hmm. it, it had a little more shape to it uh, uh, and the like. But yeah. 
but it was new, and mm-hmm. and and so uh, John Glenn's flight was going to be uh, certainly the first time that a that a man had ever sat on top of a of a rocket uh, of that power and was uh, was 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 going to go up. But it was a a Mercury capsule, uh, and so they 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 put him up, uh, put him, put John Glenn into orbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was supposed to stay up. I think seven, it was seven, seven, seven orbits. orbits. Yeah. It turns out that he, he made it for three or four. It was three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I, the reason I know is I was watching, was it Missing Fig, missing Figures? It, it's the, oh, yeah, 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 no, I, I, yeah. The, the Hollywood movie with uh, Kevin Costner and, oh, uh, it's the story of the uh, <clears throat> the human calculators and um, the, the, these women who, or this one woman, I think Johnson, who ended up basically having the computing setter named after her many years later. Anyways, a, a really cool story. And uh, the actor that plays John Glenn is the same guy that... Anyway, it, it's, it's really well done. And the way it's portrayed in the movie is he won't go up. He's, he's literally making his way to the launch pad. <laughs> and some numbers were a little bit off on the weight or whatever. And at this point, the IBM was just being implemented at Langley. And he didn't trust the numbers. He didn't trust that. He trusted her. And so anyway, how much of that is Hollywood? How much is that as fact? But she gets, she basically gets. I I think think the gist of it is, is is much like everything else. The gist of it is that it was, it was all fact, but it was embellished. uh, Yeah. uh, For, uh, with a little bit of creative. A little bit of drama, timing. Artistic license, I'm sure. Yeah. Nonetheless, excellent, excellent story. And, and for those of us, those of us who, 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 Kind of lived the space race. It, mm-hmm. it was not an it was not an untold story. Sure. Through the years, cool. on, on the yeah. other hand, it, it was uh, it, it was very time a very timely story that needed to be much more popularly told. So and it was, it was a different yeah, and it was a different like they they emphasize it's a different chunk of math to figure out how to bring one of those bring an object back out yep. of of orbit. Yeah, safely, it's it's a safely. it's it's, yeah. it's it's a collection of. Uh, uh, mathematical solutions that 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 need to fit together, and uh, at, at the time uh, it, it didn't always fit together. I I should I should state as an aside. I, I when when I, I uh, a few years later I, I went to to college at uh, at Oklahoma State University, so mm-hmm. a, a state school in Oklahoma. Uh, I worked in the computing center, and uh, uh, I was a, a an operator and a, and a teacher. I should point out. I, I taught programming. I had learned programming in the when I was in high school, and so when I got to college as a freshman, uh, I, uh, I went to work for the computing center, and, and I, I, be, I, I was both an operator and a, and a teacher. I taught taught mm-hmm. courses to the to the faculty and graduate students about how to program computers. Right, so it, it was an interesting uh, uh, juxtaposition. So, but the point the point was uh, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 euphemism of uh, of uh, learning mathematics, weird mathematical uh, uh, domains that needed to fit together. Uh, turns out that there were there were, uh, as I was an operator, there were two graduate students in the, as it turns out, mechanical engineering department. So they were working on dissertations, <clears throat> and in my conversations with them, it turns out they were both working on the same problem. The problem, as they phrased it, was the interaction the uh interaction of 
uh, certain metals with uh, shock waves. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it took a while for me to recognize that what they were working on was the, the interaction of missile nose cones and uh, the shock wave from nuclear explosions. Ah. Uh. Uh, uh, and and so so uh, uh, I, I started learning a little bit that you know sometimes you have to to couch things in a little more uh, uh, a, a little more benign, benign terms. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, the, the movie I, I misspoke. It's not missing figures. It's hidden figures because they were very much not missing. <laughs> they, they were there. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so 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 uh, the, the, the 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 timeline. John Glenn would went up in a in a in a uh, uh, an Atlas rocket, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 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 was uh, uh, the first to to, to, to go up on, on, on that. Uh, as, a, as a personal note, my uh, by that time uh, uh, my my reputation in the little town was was kind of solidified as as being a, you know he's, he's kind of he's, he's a smart kid, but he's kind of a weird kid, and, mm-hmm. and so we. We make allowances for him, and so the morning that uh, that John Glenn was going to go up, uh, uh, he was going to go up during the day. Uh, yeah. The launch was going to be during the day, and this, it was a school day. Jurgensen might not be in school. It, it was just a, a, a foregone conclusion that Jurgensen was not going to be. You're going to find him in day. front of the TV. It was in front of the TV, and with my mother's help, by yep. the way. My my mother uh, was uh, was a, an avid quilter all of her life and she made quilts and so she had had a quilting frame uh that took up a significant part of the living room where the tv was uh but i had my chair and i was watching and she was uh she was sitting on the sofa or working on a quilt Mm -hmm. and as it happened that she only showed it to me well after the fact but uh uh on when john glenn went up on on the quilt that she was working on she she sewed in uh, 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 a notation into her quilt. Uh, cool. John Glenn, the, the specific Freedom time of day, seven or uh, whatever, the, yeah. right? The name yeah. of it. And so that's 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 one of my that is cool. kind of prized possessions, uh, uh, sitting in my house now, uh, uh, back in a, uh, in, in a in a sunroom uh, uh, draped. But my wife displays all of these. Uh, mm-hmm. When my, when my mother was uh, was uh, terminally ill and, and was pretty much on her deathbed, and I I went back to Oklahoma to help my brother clean up, mm-hmm. pack up her house uh, that was sure. saving me. As as I left my uh, from 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 here, my my wife gave me very specific instructions about you come back with all of your mother's quilts. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I did. I, I, I bundled them all up right back, and included within that was the quilt she was working on that day. And down in the corner, there's the notation about John awesome. Glenn. Uh, 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 we're going to need so, a picture of that. I'll, I'll do that. We're, we're I'll, 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 I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to dig that out. It's been. It's been some years since I've. Uh, I've actually found it. I, I suspect that it's that my wife rotates quilts. Uh, some go into a, <laughs> a, a containers back in the closet, and then others are, and she displays others out uh, throughout well, the house. You're just gonna have to say, honey, the podcast needs a picture we, we, we need of a picture, that yeah. part of the. We're gonna have to bite the bullet. We're gonna have to do it right. <laughs> well, it, was, cool. it, it was funny. She, but she, my wife did give me specific instructions there as we had visited. There were there were certain things that 
more than anything, she wanted to make sure they were preserved. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I oh, got yeah. them or whether my brother got them, that, sure. that was immaterial. Oh, and yeah. Just, you guys, I know you guys, make yeah. sure that you walk out of a house with those, you know, don't... Don't walk yeah. out with your 410 shotgun and think right. you've, you've taken everything. Right, 410 shotgun and whatever tools were laying around in the garage. Yeah. You know, yeah, no. Yeah, there's more to it than that, and you need, to, you need to pay attention to it. Well, let's wrap it up there. I mean, we've gone from your pipe bomb turned near atmospheric farm shot to... It's a memorial John, up there somewhere. Yeah, to John Glenn successfully orbiting the Earth. Uh, after he sat atop an Atlas rocket, and uh, I, I must admit, was when we started out on this, when uh, as we were we were chatting briefly before uh, uh, before we started this, uh, we were both Mike and I were both a little bit nonplussed as to what we were going to talk about. This is and, usual, though. And this that, is normal. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and as we were chatting, it, it it became fixed in my mind that we needed to talk about this. I, I really had anticipated that we were going to get a lot further along in the story. So. Which is also normal because how this all started out was, hey, isn't Elon playing a game of chicken with the federal government to actually be able to launch the Starship yep. next month? So, we'll, so and, and then we, we, we went off into uh, quasi-fantasy land of, gee, wouldn't it be cool to camp out on the beach down on South Padre as long as it takes? <laughs> So we'll we'll get back there in a, yeah. in, in a future podcast. I'm sure if yeah. uh, the next time that we're we're stuck for a, a topic, uh, oh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go back to there. Just look at the look at the list of podcasts. We love to talk about space because we're still kids. Yep. Good to see you, Tim. It has been great fun. I enjoyed it. Same. See ya. And that brings to a close the fun part of episode 25 of the Mike Newman Show. Another breakfast with Dr. Tim, where. Tim and I talked about uh, basically some of his uh, fun rocketry experience uh, with he and his friend early in his uh, youth there, or you know, early teens, and then uh, how that paralleled what was going on with um, the United States uh, space program, uh, taking us up through uh, John Glenn's uh, launch and um, successful uh, orbit of the uni- of the world, and uh, bringing it back safely to Earth. So. We'll pick it up there probably at some point as we go along. Um, hope you enjoyed the conversation. And hey, just drop us a note at mike at mikenewman.show. Uh, let us know you're out there and enjoying the, the this, this little chat we have uh, every couple weeks or so. And um, we'll see you around. John 317.